0: Hi, I'm Elena Joe, and this is Big Picture Relationships podcast episode number 25. Woohoo, we made it to 25. Your vulnerability is a gift to others. Today, I'm going to tell three different stories that were kind of vulnerable, sort of awkward. Some are from strangers, but they made such an impact on me. And I have really been thinking about the fact that those vulnerable moments owning up to our awkwardness, and sharing our mistakes with others really helps all of us be more human together. Thanks for being here. This is Big Picture Relationships with Elena Jo, a therapist sharing insights, ideas, and real-life pep talks that encourage you to expand your perspective, maybe shift some behaviors, and make the most of real-life relationships so you can live a happy life right now. The second time I fell in love with Kristen Bell was when I saw her sloth video on The Ellen Show. Now, this was not my first introduction to Kristen Bell. The first time I really fell in love with her was watching Veronica Mars, those early seasons. And I'm not talking about the new release because it's just recently on Hulu and you all can go back and for your viewing pleasure, watch a beautiful Kristen Bell in her teenage years. She's probably older than that, but, you know, playing a teenage detective. But... I'm so old school that I used to watch Veronica Mars on DVDs sent to me in the mail from Netflix. Yes, hopefully some of you remember that before Netflix was the streaming service online, you used to order the DVDs one at a time, two if you were splurged for the rich membership, and I would sit with my first newborn baby in the middle of the night, and Kristen Bell and Veronica Mars entertained my nights. Okay, but I'm digressing. Nonetheless... I loved her back then, but I absolutely fell in love with her head over heels, brand new again when I saw her sloth meltdown on The Ellen Show. And if you have not seen this video and you don't know what I'm talking about, do me a favor and stop this podcast right now and go pull up YouTube. And all you have to do is type in Kristen Bell and it pops right up. It is the first thing that shows up with her name, Kristen Bell Sloth. It has like 28 million views, the most popular version of it. And the bottom line, here's the story. This was around seven years ago. The video is about seven years old. It was her birthday. Her boyfriend, who's now her husband at the time, Dax Shepard, ordered a sloth to be brought, a sloth and its trainer to be brought to her house for the birthday party. And she had an epic meltdown, like so excited, so uncontrollably out of control, hysterical. And there's this video footage he has of that day because he wanted to surprise her. And there she is on the screen, like bawling hysterically, just out of her mind. And she's so cute on the Ellen show confidently owning it and she's basically there saying yep I know I'm a little bit crazy I could just tell there was a sloth near all right go watch it I'm gonna stop talking about it but here's why I love that so much and here is why I am talking about this today here is a polished beautiful celebrity owning her epic meltdown with humor and sharing it with the rest of us for her, like our viewing pleasure. And because she owns it with such confidence, it's hilarious. My favorite thing she says, like on the one to 10 scale of emotions, if I'm between a three and a seven, I'm fine. But if I'm above a seven or below a three, I'm crying. I'm crying. I'm overwhelmed. I'm sad. And I just laughed at that because That's so human, right? And here she is owning that. What a gift to the rest of us, to all of us normal schlubs out there who are not celebrities, not that beautiful or that polished. There she is saying, hey, I'm crazy too. And she's willing to be that vulnerable and own it, which in a way says you can be that confident too. Now, let's look at this on a much smaller scale in real people terms. I was once talking to a new person. This was a guy about my age. And I don't remember where it was. I might have been marketing, like at a marketing event for my real job. <laughs> it's just my fun job. So a marketing event, talking to some new person, and he tripped over his words and he sort of stumbled in talking. And then he said to me, sorry, I just caught myself listening to my own voice and my own words. Like I was an outsider and it just totally tripped me up. Anyway, maybe I'm the only one that does that, but sorry. And then he started over and he said, whatever it was he was saying, But my heart soared. And here's why. Because I totally do that. If I start listening to myself and listening to the words coming out of my mouth, I would get so tripped up and lose my train of thought. And I would be so embarrassed because I thought that I was the only person this happened to. This guy has no idea the gift he gave me that day when I realized, oh, wait a minute. Other people do this too. I'm not the only one who gets tripped up listening to myself talk. And he will never know what that simple admission did for me and the confidence that it gave me. He, in a moment of willing to vulnerably say, oh, I just did the stupid thing, sorry, and start over, changed a huge thing for me. Our imperfections, our weaknesses, our owning our crazy or admitting all the things that's not in our control is such a gift to others. It helps them feel less alone in their imperfection. It helps them feel a little bit less crazy. Helps them feel all right about being just a normal human. And isn't that a gift you'd like to give? Like, think of all the heart-to-heart gifts you could give somebody. And if you were giving them permission to be imperfect, permission to just show up, permission to own their crazy, and permission to just be a normal, average human, I would say that's a pretty good gift that you can give somebody and you can do it without even realizing it i sat at a book club years ago this was in my very new mom stage you know lots of new young insecure moms still trying to figure out what we're doing and a beautiful mom you know here we are in our mid 20s i mean i want to say girl almost a beautiful girl who I really admired, and it seemed like she had her life together. You know, she had like her expensive minivan and her nice, beautiful haircuts and this perfect looking husband and these like cherubic little children. And she, in just a random little moment of talking about motherhood and comparing stories, mentioned that she couldn't keep her daughter's fingers out of an unmentionable place. We're not going to go into that. And they always smelled. And I about died. Not because I was horrified at what she said. Not at all. And any of you who are not mothers listening to this, you'll get there. Just remember this story. When you have kids, you can't control. But I was floored that this gorgeous, perfect, in my eyes, woman with this perfect life... I know I had her on a pedestal. I own that. But still, she just pretty much owned that she had sort of gross, uncontrollable kids, just like me. And if her pretty little daughter had normal bad habits... It made my little daughter's bad habits ordinary, and it meant I wasn't alone as a mom. It meant that I didn't have to be so perfect and well put together. Her vulnerable admission in that random book club night was such a gift to me. To this day, she has no idea. She probably would not even remember saying that. I know her distantly. And... I didn't stop her that night to be like, oh my gosh, thanks for sharing this really gross, vulnerable thing. You made me feel so much better. I didn't know her well enough. I still don't. But this one phrase that she said was such a gift in normalizing for me normal parenthood, normal motherhood, and the fact that nobody has it together. The real life foibles, awkwardness, and imperfections that we experience and that we share, that we're willing to own up to, admit to, bring up at a party, or admit even as they happen benefit others, even if we never know it. Years ago, a handsome, wealthy neighbor told a story at a party. A few of us are standing around having snacks, you know, awkwardly chatting with new neighbors. And he told us that he had been the fat kid in high school. And he said, not just fat, like needs two airplane seats, kind of fat. And it was impossible to picture this handsome, successful man this way. But he said he was so fat back then. And he, a girl stood him up on a date. And he told this awkward, embarrassing story about how she said she'd go out with him and like told him where to meet her. And when he figured out that she stood him up, he was so devastated that he decided he was done being fat and he was not going to be fat anymore. And he decided to start running. And so that very day he went running, but he was so obese that his legs rubbed against each other and rubbed raw. Bled. And so he's telling this story about how he started running every day after school and duct taping his legs. And he would just duct tape the skin and keep it on until it fell off, and then put a new set of duct tape on as he lost a lot of weight I don't know, a number of pounds. But Here we all are at this party, this wealthy, rich neighbor, and not all of us were wealthy. And so everybody kind of has him on a pedestal thinking, how did this guy get so successful? You know, he's kind of inhuman to us. And in that moment, that story, he was very human. He shared this vulnerable heartbreak and the motivation it was. And then the hilarious part of duct taping his legs to start you know, running. This classy, wealthy guy, very successful in his business, did not have to tell that embarrassing story. We never would have known. We could have just kept him on the pedestal of being the rich guy in the neighborhood. But his gift of that hilariously awkward story was, yes, entertaining, but also humanizing. And we may not have to duct tape our legs when we start running, but we all have equally, awkward vulnerable moments and sometimes those vulnerable moments are spurred by hurt feelings of you know getting stood up somebody hurting our feelings and so this story that he shared even in parallel is such a gift from somebody successful saying hey rotten things can happen embarrassing things can happen make the best of them they can be kind of hilarious and keep plugging along so while this podcast episode is short those are all the stories I have right now off the top of my head about how your vulnerability is a gift to other people. I hope that these stories cement in your mind this. Your vulnerability benefits other people. It humanizes you. It builds connection between you guys. It can be an example for them, even for strangers. You know, a couple of minor stories basically from strangers that had an impact on me and helped me feel more human, more normal, less, I don't know, perfectionistic about myself. So please walk away remembering your vulnerability is a gift to others and go watch the Kristen Bell sloth video. Also, hey, you should find me on Instagram. I'm posting several times a week, almost every day, but at least several times a week about each episode subject for that week with more stories, more thoughts, and sometimes some of my favorite quotes from the episodes. It's pretty entertaining and uplifting. So go find me. It's Big Picture Relationships on Instagram. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next time. Visit www.elenajo.co for show notes and random photos, along with any handouts mentioned in this episode find elenajo.co on Instagram for daily big picture reminders and join the big picture email list for an occasional pick-me-up in your inbox from elena joe thanks for joining us